This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Hello and welcome to another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, the best damn barbecue sauce in the known universe. Find them on the web at deadeyebbq.com. You can find us at thetailgatesociety.com. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Well... Not only am I joined by Chris this evening, but we have some special guests this evening. Chris, I'll go ahead and let you introduce our guests. We have uh, two cycling legends, former football players. George Condit III played in the early 90s under Jim Walton. And big play Brent Curvey joining us on the podcast tonight. We're super excited to have you guys. Uh, like we talked a little bit before, we're... Uh, Iowa State's in an unprecedented uh, season this year, and we just thought it would be great to bring on a couple of old men like us that, uh, well, Brent, you're not old. You're still young. <laughs> but, my, don't tell my body that. <laughs> uh, we just thought we'd reminisce a little bit about uh, about some of the old times and what you guys are thinking about uh, how the season's going this year, and let's just shoot the shit and uh, have a good time. George, I'm assuming you're drinking some kind of whiskey. Uh, I've, I've got the Knob Creek sitting here, um, you know, ready, ready to go. Oh, All right. Fantastic. <laughs> like it, it. It, it wouldn't be a tailgate society podcast if there wasn't some sort of alcohol being consumed at some point. <laughs> it's that would only get right. up around here. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, again, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Chris and I have been geeking out all week in anticipation of this you know we were kind of talking a little bit before we started we'll kind of get into a little bit about uh what you guys see from your perspective having been a part of this this iowa state program through you know previous coaches previous kind of athletic administrations and all of that uh, but just seeing what's going on right now for you know someone like myself who you know cut his teeth as a fan you know during the crying years all the way to, to now this is this is just absolutely uh you know an historic season for sure uh m- man how fun was last week's game oh, fantastic <laughs> man i think i woke my wife up from her nap <laughs> i was just too excited Got pissed off a couple times but i know i yelled and my mom ran upstairs looking like something happened but like, you know, you get excited to see stuff like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my daughter was asleep, too, Brent. And I was like, she slept through the whole effing thing. How do you sleep through that? Like the... 
They don't have but, it in uh, them yet, man. That's for us to do. We got to watch it for everybody in the house. That's all right. That's right. That's right. We, we cuss when the bad stuff happens. We yell in excitement when the good stuff happens. So they kind of draw a conclusion from there. <laughs> well, I will tell you that uh, two years ago, uh, when we were going down to that Texas game, uh, I was I was in Minneapolis, believe it or not, Tim. Uh, my boys' birthday, they wanted to go to Mall of America. So I'm walking through Mall of America trying to find some place to watch this f-ing game. <laughs> and I I found this sports bar in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. Because, you know, it was on the Longhorn Network. You know, nobody has that. And I was like, are you sure? Because I don't, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we got the Iowa game. No, no, no. no. It's not the Iowa game. It's the Iowa State game. Uh, he's like oh yeah we got it so we get we get seated and whatever else and i can see this manager over there he's trying to get the game coming up and he keeps getting an error message he can't he can't get it logged in so i walked <laughs> over to him and i said can i just see your keyboard for a second and i logged in with my own espn account this <laughs> and popped up the game and watched it and was in misery for three hours while we laid an egg and i was so pissed i didn't even bother to go sign out of my account over there so they're probably still using my longhorn network access out oh, there yeah. that wow, sports bar <laughs> i was so pissed there's no doubt about it just go yeah. in there and change it man you'll knock them out get your password <laughs> that's back. right well I, right. if i remember right i think that might be two services ago i may have already screwed them on that deal and i got oh, okay. TV, so that might have <laughs> been my direct tv <laughs> what uh what do you guys think is uh what do you think is unique about John Hecox's uh, scheme and, and, and what's different? Do you really think that's – what's what's going on there? Because to me, it seems like with the three – and again, this coming from a dude that, you know, I couldn't run a lap, let alone play football. So, <laughs> but a three-man front, you would think that, you know, they would line up and run that down. And so just give me give me an idea of what you guys think of that. Um, I think it's more – it's a combination of things. It's his scheme plus the the talent he has in those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, if he didn't have guys that could get pressure up front, then it it, it would fall apart in an instant. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I think I think the type of linebackers he has, the cover guys he has in the secondary, they all marry together perfect, and that's why you're able to run that defense. Um, you know, if you weren't if you weren't able to get, you know, a Rose or, you know, a Bailey, any of those guys playing the front line, if you didn't have those guys there and they would just, you know, say less less than what we currently have, you'd have an issue. You'd have a real big issue. I agree. I think it's got a lot to do with the personnel. He's uh he's went out and I mean, I guess coming from when I played, we were four three. So for them to completely restructure the defense, they went out and sought out certain guys. And they picked those guys to a T. They got the the Orion Vance to come in, and he can kind of he can line up down. He can put his hand in the dirt if necessary, but he's a, he can cover a guy too if he needs to, and he can fill a gap. So I mean, he's done a hell of a job just kind of filling in those spots. And you even look at the two deep guys; they all fit that same mold, and that's why you don't see much of a drop off. And it just you know it terrorizes teams because it's hard to. You know, we'll only rush three and we'll still get some pressure. But now you got to pick us apart. We got eight guys sitting back here waiting. So, I just, I mean, the way he's setting things up, man, it's, you know, it's throwing everybody for a loop. It kind of shows it every week. Um, I love to see it because it's totally different from when I played. We did variations of it, but we didn't have the guys that they have. Um, so, 
I was going to say, is there, you know, if, if you're a player like Mike Rose and, and you know that you've got someone like Latrell Bankston getting pressure on the quarterback or you've got, you know, Jaquan Bailey, come on, it's a, it's a 3-3-5 defense and we now have a new sacks leader uh, for mm-hmm. Iowa State record. You know, that's kind of incredible. Is that because you have someone like where they can trust each other and understand uh, they can get more aggressive in certain spots because they they feel a good confidence in their teammates. I think um, that's a big part of. It. Oh, go ahead, sorry, Joe. Oh, um, yeah, that I I think like uh, when you're coaching, you're always telling you know your your linebackers their job is to make the defensive line right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I think with our linebackers, we do a very good job of that. You know. Uh, we're where we're supposed to most times we're where we're supposed to be you know um sure. the, the two most important things in on defense is alignment and assignment and if, and if you can get those right you, you at least got a fighting chance you know so i think a lot of that is is that they they make the defensive line right and they're filling their gaps and their fits when they come up 100 percent it's got a lot to do in with this defense you think you think you guys will feast in this defense uh, I don't know. Would you do well in this defense? I don't, I don't know if I could. Does that mean I'd probably have to play nose? And I don't really, yeah, I don't really like all that double team yeah. stuff. But I don't know. Uh, that's a lot of you know. I'm with you on that. We came out the four three system, so that that, that might be a little rough on us. You know, one hundred percent. I'm used. To, I'm used to. I'm used to having a you know, either a three technique or, or one tackle to the to the inside of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I would need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I hate double teams. So you know this defense. I mean, that's why I think what the trail did last week was that much crazier because he got all his sacks off of double teams. He was playing double teams and still making pressure. So I mean, the kid's a hell of a player, man. Cause, I mean, yeah. that's tough to do. You know, so it, it's already hard to beat somebody one on one. But he's, I mean, he was getting through two of them real quick. And made some big time plays, but that goes back. That goes back to what we were talking about what. with the scheme. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do any of these guys have have three defensive touchdowns under their belt, though, Brent? I, f- I feel like you might have some some, some bragging rights <laughs> on some of these guys. That might be the only thing I got. <laughs> <laughs> they knocking me out of the record books everywhere else. But, you know, I think I still got that. Let's see, Klein had more touchdowns. Rose might be up there though. Oh, like Rose pretty close I think Rose might have two. That uh, okay. that I don't know what they called that thing. If they called that a, a a fumble recovery, technically that that touchdown he had against Kansas State that completely switched the game for us. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Last year was 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 huge. Um, I, he's he's one of those guys. I don't know that he's getting enough national press in enough of the conversation for the way that he plays. And I don't know if that's just a lack of respect for our, for Iowa state and, you know, the middle of the country and all of that, or, or. Oh, no, that's what it is. (laughs) That's what it is, man. Because if you look at his numbers compared to everybody else that they had on that list, it's a no brainer, you know, for him to be left off that list, you know, the buckets list, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They just still don't have no respect for it, man. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's disappointing. But at the end of the day, it's like they'll pass on a guy like Mike Rose to get a kid that doesn't play at uh, Alabama. 
mm-hmm. or, you know, just because of the school that they go to. Because they mm-hmm. felt like they were good enough to get recruited, but they didn't play. Don't put up any numbers. This kid is out here putting up numbers <laughs> nationally, but still gets no recognition. Kind of pisses you off. I mean, they, they're working and all that hard work is going from that. Yeah, yeah all, all this non-press they're getting, I think I think Campbell's using a little bit of that too. I think those, as, you know, Kirk Herbstreet and those guys out there, you know, telling us we're going to lose to Texas. And I guess there was some rumblings today that Reese Davis was was talking about how Texas let it go and, and, and we didn't and, – and Iowa State didn't win it or whatever. Right. I mean, that, that stuff for me, they can keep talking that shit. They can keep talking mm-hmm. that stuff because I think, I think that's fuel for those guys and I think they're out to prove something. Yeah, he's definitely using that underdog mentality, and I don't blame him because it's, you know, I mean, we all we got. It looks like that's the mentality in there, and they don't really care about everybody else. So I love it. Keep feeding it to them there. Yeah. Stay, stay, stay the hunter. Stay the hunter, man. Stay the hunter. It's it's amazing to me the number of games that we've won that I hear that we didn't win, the other team lost. <laughs> Blows yeah. your mind, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not that Iowa State was good. It's not that Iowa State so much won that. But, I mean, that's – we heard that with, with – Oklahoma a couple of years ago we you know we've heard that with Texas the past couple of years where it's always no Iowa State didn't win just you know well right. no I mean they even if you want to say Texas you know one or two plays you know they they pissed down their leg the fact that Iowa State was there to even capitalize it in the first place speaks volumes especially because you know I can remember plenty of years where, where we weren't even in a position uh, mm. to to capitalize on mistakes you know yeah 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 it's been a long road (laughs) it's been a long road oh man but these man these kids are showing up man and i just i'm kind of hoping we keep knocking teams off and start knocking on these other doors and knocking other teams off and other conferences then we might finally get some recognition it's just a matter of you know getting that invite and having the door cracked open for us yeah i I think so too and and they seem to forget, you know, we did beat Oklahoma in 2017, but we had them on the ropes last last year too. Mm-hmm. One two point conversion, and they lose again, and they're on a, yep. you know, so they seem to forget that, and should have won that game. We, mm-hmm. They should have won that game. They would have said that Oklahoma lost the game anyway, and we didn't win, so you know, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> right, got to got to keep right. going out there and taking what we want. That's all. That's the only way it's gonna happen. Got to keep going out there and just taking it, taking it, taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, you talk about uh, culture and so on. You, you played for Jim Walden. What, what was that like? What was playing for Jim Walden like? Ah, uh, it was fun. We had, and, and, my, and it's just my opinion, we just never had enough dogs in the fight. We had some dogs. Um, you know, we just didn't have enough. You know, we would, you know, we 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 kind of run out of gas third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. You know, we'd have our days where, you know, we looked like we could beat anybody, and we did. We beat Nebraska. We beat Oklahoma. You know, at OU. Um, yep. But then there, there's times where we were beating Kansas <laughs> at home by like 22 and turned around and lost to them. You know, it's it's we just we can never put it all together. You know, that that was our our biggest issue. wasn't that and wasn't that we didn't have a fight. You know, I'd go to war with any one of those guys that I played with. 
you know, they had to fight. We just didn't have enough. That's all. Yeah. Uh, that was the, uh, that was the time period. I was there at the same time you were George. So I, I was at a lot of your games. I sadly missed uh, the, the Nebraska game. Didn't go to that one. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine was telling me today, he, he gave up his ticket so he could study for finals. And he was regretting it ever since when they, when he, he said he heard, he was in his dorm and he could hear the commotion of them tearing, of bringing those, those goalposts down and tossing them down on Lake Laverne. So, yeah, um, buddy. but I was listening to it on the radio. I was at home and I was, I was super pissed. I didn't go to that game. And you'd think oh, yeah. I learned my lesson, but in 2011, I didn't go to that Oklahoma State game either where we beat the Sooners uh, <laughs> on a Thursday night. I didn't go to that game either. So, needless to say, I don't miss a game anymore. When I got tickets, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Especially now, What man. was that like going down to Oklahoma? That, I mean, that was a huge deal going to oh, Oklahoma man, that, and beating that. them. I watched a little bit of the, uh, the highlights today, and I'm pretty sure I saw you, you – I'm pretty sure I saw you in a clip – uh, on a pile when they had fumbled, we had gotten it. You hadn't gotten it, but you were you were in the pile, and I was I had, I had to pause it. I was like, I finally found George. These highlights I found. You can't find a lot of that old stuff. No, not at all. No, that you know you gotta you gotta get, you gotta pull out the old reel to reel for anything that we were in. Man, <laughs> yeah, that game that game was huge, man. I mean, it was once again, it was like it. Those guys, we just we didn't know how to quit. You know, it was like, okay, so what? Yeah, you hit us in the mouth, you knock us down, we pick ourselves off the canvas, and we're going to keep coming. You know, we had, a, we had a couple things bounce our way, turnovers, and next thing you know, you know, Oklahoma didn't respect us, so they weren't expecting us to come at them like that. And when we, when we didn't fold and we kept plugging, they were the ones that got nervous. Their, their sphincters got a little mm-hmm. tight, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, the rest was history. Yeah, I I just I very distinctly uh, remember uh, that game. I very distinctly remember the the Nebraska game. My my uncle had gotten uh, recruited by Tom Osborne, so the very first person I I called uh, the the second that that game was over was my uncle. Uh, he <laughs> just so I could talk a little trash. <laughs> uh, but man, that one was you know. <laughs> I was the I was the only Iowa State fan in 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 my school. I I I lived a, a half hour from Iowa City, and all my family was in Nebraska. So between family and all my classmates, no one seemed to to uh, give Iowa State a whole lot of respect. So man, that one that one will always kind of have a, a special place in my heart for sure. What do you think it was about uh, that kind of that era? Uh, that style of play that allowed Iowa State to kind of really dig in uh, on those on those teams, you know, really kind of key in on on a ground attack and 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 really uh, just contain what what were you know at that time just an absolute powerhouse. Um, a lot of it was the fact that we had a All American running back and Blaze Bryant. Uh, we had an All American kick returner. Um, our special teams was tops in the big, big eight at that time. Um, you know, whether it be our kickoff, our kick return, um, and our, our defense, even though we weren't the biggest, or, you know, the strongest, we did enough to, to keep us in the game. And, you know, we, 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 we hung our hats on our running game. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to, you know, so with, with blaze back there, you better, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> I mean, you you'd have been dumb not to hand it off to him. You know, so. Did, did he was, did he give himself three more inches of credit on his height just with that hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blaze, Blaze in that California hair, boy. That was he, was ahead, he was ahead of his but, time, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, with the name Blaze, you sure know you, you you darn right shouldn't have been slow, that's for sure. Oh no, not at all. Not no, at I, all. He was amazing to watch. Yeah. And then like I said, then we had those those big meat eaters up front, man. You know, on that offensive line. So it was that we had to we had to lean on our strength. And then you got to remember back then in the Big Eight, it was, you know, people were still running the option then too. So yeah, you know, you still you still had Nebraska running option, Colorado was running option, Oklahoma was still running option. Mm -hmm. You know, we hadn't everybody hadn't went to the spread, and you know, they they were just starting to get to. Uh, what was the offense that the 49ers was running, that West Coast offense? You know, they were starting to switch, kind of switch to that. But when they got nitty-gritty, man, the running game was what got it done. Look that clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Brent? What do you, what do you think uh, your era, similar question? Um, Give me the question again. What was, kind of, what was kind of the mentality and identity, I guess, <clears throat> that you think was was core to your guys' teams? Um, I mean, I think we were we were always underdogs, you know, and I think we kind of had that mentality, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think because of our our front four made our offensive line better because of that, because we were all pretty much undersized. Um, up front anyway. And so, you know, we kind of looked at our whole line. Uh, we made them have to work a little bit harder because we knew if we went our hardest, we had the best core, we felt anyway. No matter who we stepped up against, Texas, Oklahoma, whoever, we always felt we had the better core. So we knew if we gave them, you know, that grind that this is what you're going to get. We talked a whole lot of shit, little spikes at practice, but we wanted <laughs> them to, you know, be ready for that. You know what I'm saying? When you go down to the Texas and to the Oklahomas because my maybe my first year, or, eh, first or second year, I just remember being a young player and hearing a guy say like, "Damn, we got to play Texas." Like they were scared to kind of mm -hmm. get out there and you know like fuck they put their pants on one leg at a time like we like we do. So mm -hmm. that's right. And it's Texas. So what? You know what I'm saying? So I think you know kind of building from you know my first year we were like two and ten, and we we moved. I think we were six and five the following year and whatever. But our defense is what made everybody else better. Uh, just because we kind of took on that mentality of fuck everybody. So you're either with us or you're against us. And I love it. I think that kind of I think that kind of <laughs> helped. You know, that kind of helped our success, man, honestly. So I, I love it. I I I will say I, I I'm I'm a I'm a loyal supporter of Iowa State and I, I I'm true loyal sons forever true. But man, when I hear coaches say things like, uh, we shouldn't beat Texas, it, to me, I mean, you can think that in your head. Like, you can look at your team and think, we may not be as good as them. You but when you verbally that. express that, you're telling those players yeah. they ain't got it. And to me, yeah. you can't tell them that, right? You've already yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, so, and I was there, I was there, uh, Dan McCartney's first year, and I, and I can remember just the attitude around 
when you know when when Jim left, uh, he he was a good guy and he was a, and and I mean he clearly could coach. He coached well at Washington State. He he he's a good coach. But sometimes you need a change, and you could just see a, a difference with Dan McCartney. Like he looked like he was pissed off all the time, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I would imagine. Um, him coming from Iowa, he probably wanted to prove something to those guys too, don't you think? Was, yeah. was the Iowa game a big deal to him? 100%. Because, I mean, I, I'm from Texas, so I was like, you know, all this hype like, about Iowa game. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's Iowa. Like, why is everybody so <laughs> – and they were like, no, this is – you hear the other guy, this is like the Super Bowl. This is for all the bragging rights. This is – I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to mount up too. I don't know. <laughs> why, but, you know. Coach Mac always had a little extra that week, you know what I mean? So it'd be maybe a couple extra clippings or, ah, you know, that team out east is talking this way or they're saying that. So, I mean, Mac was a great motivator, if nothing else. So he knew he knew how to light that fire up underneath you to make you want to play for him. And that's what I like about Coach Campbell because you see that exact same thing coming through with him and his guys. You know what I mean? Because I know my guys, my last – the last years of McCartney – we do whatever he said. We follow him to a dark alley, do whatever. And you can look at this team and it's all the same way. You know, mm-hmm. you see those guys like wherever Campbell's go, we're right behind them. So yeah. that's why you see a lot of that success. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask, you know, you sort of answered it there, but but what is it about Coach Campbell uh, that is so unique? He's obviously something somebody that, you know, he's young, he relates well, he's well-respected among his peers and his players, but what is it about uh, his mindset or, or his approach to, to coaching that has really kind of helped bring Iowa State even, you know, to the next level? I think it's not all talk because, you know, you get around a whole lot of coaches, it's a lot of talking. They'll mm-hmm. sell you whatever dream you want to believe, in all honesty. And, again, I kind of take this back to Matt because Coach Mac sat in my house when he offered me my scholarship and said I could start. And I was like, oh, it sounded great. But, you know, talking to family and they were like, God, that's bullshit. They're going to tell you, they're going to tell you what they want to tell you to make sure you come. But he gave me the opportunity to actually get out and start. So I earned my job to go and play. And I think that's what these guys are buying in Campbell. They don't see a lot of bullshit with him. He's going to sell it to you straight. If you messed up, he's going to talk to you, tell you about it. We're going to move on and move forward. And I think those guys buy into that. He's he's young, he's relatable, but him not blowing smoke up these kids' ass, I think is what's really pushing the success for. One hundred, yep, one hundred percent. The uh, I've met him a couple times uh, um, at Victory Day. I don't know if you guys have ever seen some of the pictures of Victory Day, where he has uh, at the beginning of the season he would bring in sixty special needs kids. And they're all out on the field. They all have a buddy. Uh, they score a touchdown with the offense. The band plays. That jumbotron goes oh, yeah. off. Yeah. He yeah. personally meets every one of those kids. Uh, my boys, uh, Josh and Jordan, have Williams syndrome, and they did it for like four years in a row. I remember uh, it was before the West Virginia game two years ago. Um, they were with their dad. They were with their real dad uh, at the game, and my wife and I were in a different part of the stadium. But they were on the hillside where the team walks by. And Josh and Jordan were standing by that and they were screaming to get his attention. And he turned around and he looked at him and he walked over to him. He knew their name, remembered them, remembered who they were paired up with. And I told my wife, I said, now who does that? Like who, 
remembers these two random kids from a celebration that it was two hours, you know, that was two, two, and he remembered what, you know, what player he had with him and, and whatever else. And that's the kind of guy I think that he takes the time to get to know people and whatever. And that makes you want to play for somebody like that, who I think cares about you. Right. I, and I'm with you, Brent. I don't think it's, I don't think it's bullshit. I think he's, I think he's truthful in what he says. And, and a lot of these rumors that he might leave or whatever else, which if he does, I mean, Hey, I, you know, I get it. You're, you, you got a family and you got to, you got to take a job, but I don't see him as the type of guy that gives a speech like is rolling around on social media here this last week of being uh, uh, integrity and, and sticking mm-hmm. with things and whatever else. And then he's going to bail on those kids. I just don't see that. Yeah. I don't either. I, I don't, in, you know, I, I don't think so either. So. I, I don't see the phrase firmly entrenched ever coming out of his mouth. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so probably not bad. So, uh, George, let me ask you. So, you played under under Coach Walden, uh, mm-hmm. and you got to see Iowa. You know, played in the the Big Eight kind of one style of football. You graduate. You now start to you see the Big Twelve be formed. You know, only a few years after after you graduated right mm-hmm. and then coach mac you know was brought in right before that so there's there's a very kind of a large culture shift what was it like kind of from your perspective from what you had just had to what you were seeing that eventually brent was going to going to enter kind of in that iowa state program now looking at it uh, from um, the other side it it i started watching them you know you started when you start stacking the wins, good things start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, recruiting gets easier. Doesn't get easy. It gets a little easier. You know that that kid that might not have looked your direction now is going, man. You know they're doing something special over there. And like I said earlier, we always had some dogs. We never had enough. Well, when Coach Matt came in, I start seeing they start getting a lot more of those dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, they start getting. They started getting guys that Iowa State couldn't get before. You know, um, same thing like now with, with with Campbell. You know, he's he you know he's in the he's in the recruiting fight. You know, for for top tier kids now every year. Yeah. You know, we may not get them all, but we're getting way more than what we used to get. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's you know winning winning changes things, man. You know, and and that's that that's a. That's a positive. You know, you can't – everybody loves a winner. That, that's, that'll never change. Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as you can keep, you know, stacking them W's, you know, and and it, and it pays to have some of the best facilities in the country. Let's get it right. You know, 100%. Lord, Lord, yeah. Lord yep. knows I would have killed a play to practice in an indoor facility when it was, you know, you know 18 degrees outside in November. You know, that would have been great. You know, when you got when you when you starting to kind of get uniform combinations like Oregon, where you know you hey, got about yeah. four or five. Hey man, that that kind of that kind of turns these kids on now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. these are the things that, that that come with winning programs. You know, and that's that's what I like to see. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you, uh, as as two old men, Tim and I. Uh, we are the exact opposite of the majority of the older Iowa State fans. We love the black uniforms. We're all <laughs> so you, you kids can wear whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I don't really care. I'll buy yeah. every jersey and wear it if you win it. Hey, keep them coming, man. Right? For real. You can wear black. You can wear black uniforms every week. I don't give a shit. 
As long as there's a W there, that's a good look. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's right. What, uh, so, we, you know, we moved into the Big 12 and whatever else. Uh, you guys had some pretty big games against Nebraska, each one of you. But what did you think uh, when Nebraska left? Uh, I thought it was good. What's that? Uh, well, it, it, I've always – honestly, the, the hate I had for Nebraska ranked right up there with Iowa. So, you know, to see them gone, I was just like, you know, bye. You know, it's just like, see you later. You know, going over there if that's what you want to do. You know, but yeah, I too there I had there was no love lost for Nebraska. None. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I saw a lot of the you know, the the bragging rights, the robbery stuff go out the door, but I'm with you. Like shit. We'll see y'all later. Between <laughs> him and Iowa, I was you know, uh, you know, I was happy to see Nebraska leave. I mean, them and Colorado really. Because mm-hmm. Colorado didn't really have, you know, we didn't have a ton of history with them, so We'll see y'all. <laughs> Let's get somebody that wants to stay here. Well, I mean, yeah. you you do actually, speaking of Colorado, have one of the most memorable plays. <laughs> uh, not not to 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 gush too much, but man, I Oh no, we can. We yeah, can Yeah, no, that that <laughs> uh, what was that was that sixty six yards? Mm, five, sixty five. Sixty five. Um mm-hmm. I mean You just, take the extra yard, you're <laughs> I mean, it's all I mean, good, just, man. You, you know, <laughs> you know, pulling the ball right out of the air, man. Um, uh, you know, it, you learned your lesson from. I, I was it was it Kansas that you dove into the end zone on Baylor. It was Baylor you dove into the end Baylor, zone. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. You yeah. dive all over those. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if social media was as crazy as it is now back then, I probably oh. would have did something else. <laughs> but I mean, you know, <laughs> we were still kind of in old MySpace and, and you know just really getting into it, so eh, <laughs> it wouldn't have made it too far. So I wasn't too, I wasn't too oh, worried about man. it at that point. What did Coach catch my breath? What did Coach Max say to you when when you got that flag? Uh, he just honestly, they all just kind of looked at me and laughed, and he was like, "Come on, babe, got to be better than that." And he patted me on my ass like, "Good shit, good shit." <laughs> they didn't really, you know, <laughs> they didn't really care, you know. All right, that's six, that's six on the board, baby. Right, you know, <laughs> we got to kick it, and you know, back then the PATs were like close anyway, so you know, a couple more yards, it was okay. You know? <laughs> they got to make it look good for TV, though. Like, come on, what are you doing? But, hey, good shit, Curve, good shit. It's like, you got to act I, like you've been there. It's like, I yeah. haven't been there, Coach. So I have to do this when <laughs> what are you saying? That's what I do every time I get there, Coach. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, every single time. <laughs> I get those games mixed up. Was that the same game that they had the tornado just outside of the stadium, too? Was that the same Colorado game? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, you take me through that. You're, you you got to go back in the locker room. You get all – I mean, I I was at the Iowa game a couple years ago where we had, I don't know, 17 rain delays. So, I mean, yeah, I, what do you go yeah. through on that deal? Because you you got to be mean, all pumped up, ready to play, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to sit here. Yeah, man. That's that's the one thing I can honestly say I hate the most. I'm cool with a delay prior to getting, you know, putting yourself mentally ready to go. But, you know, we're like right there ready to go, and then it was boom, the delay. So we were right back inside, and we're just sitting there and sitting there. So I'm like, huh. So all that hype and the pump and the, you know, we're ready to go. It's senior night at that. 
So all of that just goes out the window. And then you got to find another way because I made it through my playlist now. You know, so all my game days, <laughs> you know, my hype music is over. So I got to, it's like, I can't replay them because it's like, it's fake right now. So it, that was tough, to be honest with you, to get back out there and kind of get back into the floor of the game. But, you know, on the other side of the coin, they had to go through it too. So yeah, it's one of those things. And once we line up, I'm going to try to punch you in your mouth and see what happens. There you go. George, what happened? George, what was the worst weather game you played in? Oh, man, that's easy. Uh, was it the Blizzard game? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado I, I wasn't sure what year that one was. I <laughs> that, actually, that you know, I told you. Year. I told I you I know. printed up a photo of you. I got it on my back. I got it over here. And it's some of the yeah. Blizzard games. I Don't you worry, know. Brent. I got your photo all queued up. I'm ready to <laughs> basement is insane down here so next time yeah. I, I swear to god george next time you're in Ames, you come down brent you come over we'll have some of brent's food and and you guys can well, check out my basement and call me what a big there? nerd i am yeah, yeah, sure. well, my so wife hates it by the way she hates it <laughs> no, no so, i i forget was was jack trice was that a turf field when, when you were playing at that time george oh. Oh yes, yeah. It, that, it that's was, what it I was asking. Mm. So Blizzard yeah, that's what I thought. Field. That's what, what was I that thought. like? Yeah. Man, like, like if you took if you took a bunch of snow, threw it on your carpet in the house, <laughs> tried <laughs> to play on that. Yeah, it was, and it was unforgiving, man. Because you, you talking about turf burns? Oh my goodness, sliding across that stuff bad enough when it was warm, but when it was frozen, man. Mm. Cold razor blade. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that stuff isn't anything like the 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 turf that they they have today. The, oh, that not field at all. turf, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, completely different. I remember the first time uh, I came back for one of the uh, the Letterman uh, War days, and uh, I stepped on the turf then. And I was looking, I'm on this thing like, this is just so nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I would have died to play it on this, man. You know, it's you know, times change. You know, they, I, these guys got the the best of it now. You know, they earned it. You know, so, but yeah, I wouldn't wish playing on that that astroturf on nobody, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you would think, you would think, even when you went different places, it would be better. When we played in the, uh, the we played Minnesota my sophomore year in, in the in the Humphrey Dome, that was turf. I got the I got the worst uh, turf burn ever off of that field. You know, trying <laughs> trying to go trying to come up under that tackle, and he rolled me down, and we both slid across that turf, and there was about oh. three, yeah, about three four inches going off the forearm. I'm like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. And you, yeah. I'm thinking it's an NFL field. This is gonna be great. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. That so I, That's I why live... had them big elbow pads back then, huh? Man, exactly. <laughs> For that reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's true because, like you know, with uh, all of of Brees's success this year, then you're seeing a lot of pictures of of Troy uh, from back in the day, and it it you forget how much like the pads have evolved uh man uh just from from you know 
the early 90s when, when you were playing, George, so the early 2000s when you played, the, the shoulder pads alone lost probably like three inches uh, across. Oh, yeah. Like, Easy. They've completely yeah. changed, yeah, for sure. And five pounds, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least. Well, and the mandatory knee braces we had to wear back then. If you were on O line or D line, you had to wear the knee braces. Really? Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. Yeah, it, that it, was the rule for that was the rule of practice for us, and I hated it every second. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah. indeed. Well, so Georgie, you had talked about uh, one thing being kind of a a good leveler for us in in Iowa to be able to compete in, in recruiting and everything else's facilities. So you've, you know, since your time, you've seen a lot of facility changes. We talk about the turf we talk about you having to practice outside of those um and you know even brent since your time you've seen uh quite a bit of facility upgrades as well uh what were your your guys's initial impressions of the facilities when you know you came for like recruiting uh you know or the first time you kind of stepped on there uh for me man um even then i thought it was you know pretty doggone good you know, but of course, that was because they showed me the varsity locker room. They didn't show me. They didn't show me where I would be my freshman year. You know, they didn't show me that part. They showed. They showed me the you know the the, the leather and wood benches and had you know your own little locker and your name was over it. I'm like, oh yeah, I can get used to this. And then you know when we showed up that, that for that first practice in the summer, and they're like, oh no no son. You're on the other side. <laughs> like, oh wow! I'm like, this is where I'm at. I'm like, oh okay, got me. <laughs> you know, but it just it just made you want to bust your butt harder to, to to get over there with the rest of the guys. You know, yeah. So that's all. But yeah, it you know it, it was I, at that time. You know, I thought our facilities. You know. We're good. Yeah, we didn't have Nebraska facilities, you know, because mm-hmm. we weren't winning and bringing in money like Nebraska. Let's be real. We weren't in bowl games every year like that. You know, but we I thought we still had a pretty good thing going on. Now, granted, like I said, when, when Max took over and they started winning and the money started rolling and you started seeing all this stuff come in, I'm just like, wow. So this is what the, the other half was living like. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, honestly, I'll be honest with you. What sold me was the uh, the cookies that they had at the Gateway Hotel. <laughs> uh, my recruiting yes. trip. Every day, them cookies. <laughs> they was everything for me. I was like, yo, what is this? Oh, but, uh, man, <laughs> man that was cookies. everything, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, oh, I mean, like, it was so bad when, re- you know, I would host recruits and try to get their cookies, too. Like, that was kind of my thing <laughs> after I came to Iowa State, but and I went on a couple of visits, man. I went to Southern Miss and I went to Arizona. And I thought I would say they had better facilities than, than those two places there. So yeah. um, you know, I mean at that point we didn't have the we didn't have a split locker room. It was all everybody was all in the same spot. So right. I mean uh, you know, the the video board was kinda small, but they made it look real big and real good when they showed your high school highlights up there and you know, you sit around all the family, you're like, Oh, okay, well, this might be my next home. So, yeah. I mean, I thought they did, you know, 
a good enough, a really good job, you know. And Coach Mack was a good talker too, man. Because I mean, he'll he'll sell water to a well, you know, <laughs> make it look effortless. You know what I mean? So I was all for it, you know. In all honesty, I took those other trips just to just for the sake of going. I wasn't, you know. I was hoping no you'd get more cookies. Yeah, I just wanted to see, you know. <laughs> I wanted to see, man. Those those recruiting visits at at eighteen, it was like. This is my first shot of being away from the family, and I was by myself. I was just excited for that, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't matter where I went. <laughs> well, if you if you listen to an earlier podcast, you'll hear about my first night on campus, and <laughs> I didn't indulge in too many cookies. It was way too much beer, so <laughs> uh, my story's a little different. But uh, what? Uh, uh, I'll throw this out to Brent first. But what? Uh, what do you think was the the worst stadium you played in maybe on the road or somewhere that you were just like, man, this is a total shithole. Texas Tech. Really? They had turf. And I think when we came in on the bus, I feel like I saw a tumbleweed like on the bus just kind of going across. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of shit is this? So I was uh, Mentally, I was already, I was like, this town is trash. It's so small. And this is another part of Texas I've never even heard of. But yeah, I probably had to say Texas Tech. I love that you, that you're a kid from Texas, and even right. you have this opinion of a Texas. Man. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it's like way out there. You know what I mean? So, I think my parents took the drive, and it was like a nine-hour drive in Texas, oh, wow. nine ten-hour drive. So it's like, yeah, we we don't really make it up to these parts, and I see why after seeing. You know, I mean, it was like an old Western. Like, my dad used to watch Westerns when I was growing up. And that's what it reminded me of when we kind of pulled into the city. I was like, eh. It was already iffy heading into it, and then the field just made it worse for me. Because it was all turf, and I hated it. George? George? Uh, I would go – it's a toss-up. I would go Mizzou, Mizzou's old field. Um, and if not them uh, – Oklahoma State, because that damn wall is way too close to the sideline, brother. <laughs> way, way too close. But now Mizzou's turf, they had that same actual turf we had, but it like they had sand in it, man. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. You know, it just, you know, like I said, it's a toss-up between those two, you know. I'm surprised none of you, you uh, said Kansas, honestly. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> KU I mean, it's the same stadium now as it was yeah. then, right? Yeah. Yeah. The KU wasn't that I mean, bad. Nah, it wasn't. I think their fans were worse. And <laughs> they probably had the worst fans. Um, just because I remember, you know, when Berryman, Berryman went to jail and came back. So I think that was like my junior year or something like that. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I remember walking in and the fans were there and they had a sign like, Oh, you guys need a jailbird to help you win. I was like, damn, they are straight to the <laughs> straight to the gut. Like they they didn't waste they didn't waste no time, didn't pull no punches, went straight forward. And I was like, man, they are, they cutthroat out here. So, but wow, <laughs> yeah, they went straight forward, man. Yeah, I, I think I I thought Colorado fans were the worst because every time we went to their place to play, they seemed to always have had like a major snow. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you get hit with with ice balls and you know just mm-hmm. just you know crazy stuff. And then 
They had that damn buffalo running around. I swear. <laughs> yeah. he, was all, he was always too damn close to our sideline, man. I did not like that. For real. That, that, that used to get on my nerves with him. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, doped up bull. He was doped right. up, I think, because he had me, they had me kind of nervous. You know? I, was, yeah, I was with you on that with Jordan. Like, hey, man, they – Shit, they kind of close. Like, what's right, up? He, and that's too big of an animal to be just running around yeah. like that, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And the guys uh-huh. trying to hang on to their hats, holding on to uh, his, holding on to his straps, trying to keep up with him when he get to going. So yeah, like, I don't. Nah, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> like, like, keep that on y'all side. Yeah, keep it on y'all side line, man. Yeah, yeah. bring him over here. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think this is probably a good spot to go ahead and, and take a little break so we can go ahead and grab a, a word from our sponsor, Deadeye Barbecue Sauce. Uh, once again, please find them on the web at deadeyebbq.com. Uh, you are listening to Old Man Strength, and we will be back in 30 seconds. Back when I started Deadeye, I knew I wanted to innovate the barbecue game. Since day one, we've offered a premium barbecue product unlike anything else on the market. Great Aunt Irene had something special tucked away on a recipe card in her cupboard, and there was no way we weren't going to do something about it. So we decided to take it one step further, introducing Deadeye Superfood Barbecue Sauce. We've got five new flavors, graviola, acerola, pink guava, acai, and dragon fruit. They're the first of its kind, and they're packed with flavor. Find it at your local grocer today or at deadeyebbq.com. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that little word from our sponsor. I hope as well that you check out the other Tailgate Society podcasts and content. We have a lot of great podcasts. <clears throat> Matinee Baseball, We're Not That Drunk, Sports and Corks, uh, Bitter Units, Culture Check, Drunk dialing. Drunk dialing, uh, stuff and things. Uh, there's a whole host of, of great podcasts out there, as well as a ton of great writing on the website. So please go ahead and check us out. Please download, like, rate, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Uh, once again, this is Old Man Strength. I am Tim Johnson, joined by Chris Shipley. And we have our special guest this evening, Brent Big Play Curve and George Condit the third. Former Iowa State football player and now Iowa State's most beloved Iowa State dad. Uh, <laughs> um, we are thrilled you guys are with us. I, I hope you guys don't mind just taking up a little bit of your evening, but we, we appreciate that you're here. Uh, no problem. Yeah, my man. You know, earlier we were talking about um, what brought you guys to Iowa State and what, um, what sold you on it. But I was thinking today, what's something that, and it kind of dawned on me, you know, after that Texas game, uh, a lot of social media was floating around of all everybody's celebrations, like just the euphoria that some of these Cyclone fans had. And and and, uh, and then somebody had put a capitulation video of it uh, out there that was pretty cool of, of, of just the emotions of, of Cyclone fans and how excited they were. So it made me wonder what – what's something that's kind of stuck with you guys about ISU that's kind of helped shape you and, and, and make you who you are now? What, what's, what's made an impact on you based off of Iowa state? 
But you want to take that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, for me, it's uh, it's the people. Um, I think that uh, that's a big part of the reason I'm still around. Um, you know, the fans. I guess the old song is "Loyal Songs Forever True," and I think the people that are Iowa State fans are truly that. They really are loyal to you, no matter what. Um, and I experience that often now, uh, seeing all these people that I interact with. They still remember, you know, my days, and you know, I'm ten. 15 years removed almost and to me it's like damn that was a long time ago but you know to them it's they can spit out a memory like it's nothing so I think for me it's the people um I probably have the most memories you know with and about because I see so many of them a lot of the kids that I may have signed autographs with they're still around here and they still remember so it's the people man uh, um and kind of the togetherness that the Iowa State fans have <laughs> so They'll stick with you through the rough times because they've seen some bad times in, in this uh, card on the goal. But, uh, you know, those same ones that started in the beginning, they're still here now. And, uh, you know, this is honestly, I'm excited more so for them because <laughs> they've been on a long ride, you know. So. Yeah, I I think it's the, re- the resiliency, you know, of, of the fan base itself. Um, like I said, they they've been through bad times more than they than they, than they should have had to go through, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so now to see, you know, just just watching Twitter explode when they said, you know, we're number nine. Whoo, man! You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I actually had to look at that for a second. And go, God damn, we're number nine. Yeah. You know, it, it's. It, 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 you appreciate it, man. You know, you go, man. It's we, we've come a very long way, you know, and and you're just happy to to see them, just you know, and to know that they're not done. You know, it ain't over with. Mm-hmm. You know, we still got we still got some more history to write here, in this season alone. So, you know, it's uh, that's what I kind of take from it. I think it's the resiliency of uh, of the fan base and and Iowa State itself. You know, that, that's kind of how. That, that that's who we are at heart, you know. We, you know, we'll take a lick and we'll get back up and we'll keep doing it. There, there is no quitting us, you know. So that's it. Yeah, I, I I remember after the Louisiana game, I remember being really upset because I was so amped up for this season and so ready. And and after that game, I was so I don't know. I I had a pit in my stomach. I was I was sick. And I remember about a half an hour later, I just I went online. I was like, you know what? Still, still love this team. Still love everything about it. I can be disappointed and still be in absolute love with this team and this university. And that's kind of how I felt about it. Was like, yeah, you know, it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay. You, you should at this point be mad because we didn't win that game. Because we should be in a position where we can win that game. I'd much rather be pissed off because we lost a game we shouldn't have lost than be where we were X number of years ago. We were like, well, we're lucky we were even in it. You know. So uh, I'll take that a hundred times over. Yeah, that, that feeling. That moment came for me at Oklahoma State. Actually, to to lose by a score to a ranked team was a game that I really kind of expected to win almost, and that was a feeling that I don't remember uh, <laughs> growing up. It was crazy <laughs> that yeah. that that's you know, and, and I you know I saw some 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 really great teams and I saw some some not so great teams uh but I you know 
you both kind of touched on, you know, the, the culture of just Iowa State in general and Iowa State fans. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, any number of athletic directors in the last uh, 30 years. Uh, we've seen a number of coaches. But one thing that I've noticed, you know, I, Brent, I, I know that you've seen that Coach Mack to this day still has a lot of love for Iowa State and still shows mm-hmm. a lot of love. I, you know, I've seen recently uh, Paul Rhodes even tweeting, you know, good, you know, well wishes to the team and things like that. So there's certainly something that kind of, it, it seems amazing to me that how many people that, you know, once a cyclone, always a cyclone. Uh, more so than, than I, a lot of people take pride in their school, but there's just, there's something, there's something special at Iowa State. And I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. You know, I don't know what it is. Honestly, like I said, I, to me, it goes right back to the people, you know what I mean? Like the fans um, and, and the support that you get. And I think that a lot of these coaches and the guys that come through here, they experience all of that love because it's, you can go a lot of other places and don't, you don't get this type of love anywhere else. I mean, professionally either, you don't get that, but, I think that, you know, it's a small town of names and it's like any and everything around it that touches it supports it. And like I said, you don't really get that anywhere else. And I think those coaches that do do come through here and experience it, they love it. And that's just something they can't, you know, get rid of or wash away because those fans still follow them on Twitter and on social media because that's just who they are. They are legit, just loyal people. You came through, you helped us. So we appreciate you for your time here. Good luck on your success going forward. So. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the reasons my son chose to come there. You know, it, you know, he had his, his choices of place to go, but he felt like that felt more home to him. You know, that he was like, these fans are crazy. He's like, they just, you know, he showed up for a recruiting trip and, you know, he had kids new, you know, how many points he scored in high school. And he, he's like, and, and he wasn't even, he hadn't even committed there yet. And he was like, wow, you know, that, that kind of blew him away. So, you know, and it's, it, it's like you said, it's the culture, man. You know, Iowa State has promoted a great culture uh, across, you know, just across the programs throughout the university. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to duplicate. It's hard to go somewhere else and find it, you know. George, I, I know that you would have supported your son wherever he ended up or where he went, but how how excited were you when he chose Iowa State? Ah, man, I, it, it, only because we literally did not know until he made his decision that day. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, he had narrowed it down between New Mexico and Iowa State. And very similar, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and That's I mean, a long you know, commute. <laughs> oh yeah, long, long commute. But you know, they 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 got better weather on this side. You know, so it was, it, it was it was a tough call, and they they really I, I commended them because when I say they rolled out the carpet for that kid when we touched down, boy, we got on the plane coming back, and I never forget as soon as we touched down, his older brother called me like, "So, Dad, what do you think?" I said, I have no clue. I said, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he knows right now, you know. So, but it all, it all came down to, you know, he felt uh, comfortable with the coaching staff there, and the just feel of I of Ames was just something that he just really liked, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, you know, I can do this, you know. So, but I, I was bananas when he, 
You know, it took me about a day or two for it to just sink in. Like, yeah, he's going to Ohio State. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah, so, Plus, I understand yeah. they have really good cookies in the recruiting process. So, <laughs> I don't listen. I don't know if it's changed, but I'm telling you, man, <laughs> Gateway cookies, man, that changed your life. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. fantastic, George. I, I, I bet that was kind of special for you too to be able to take him back to campus and, and be on campus with him and and just reminisce a lot about that kind of stuff. I, I, that was that was one of the things that I loved about being able to take Caitlin. Uh, back to oh. campus and when she chose it and and we you know drive through where the towers were of course she got a lot better dorm assignment than i did i was stuck at the towers clear out there and man well, you, you talk about a wind tunnel and some and some, <laughs> some shitty weather man that was there's a lot of reasons why i didn't make that eight o'clock class <laughs> but when, uh, I saw, <laughs> when i saw his apartment when i saw his apartment when they showed us where they would be staying i'm like oh wow this is what you guys get now yeah and he was just laughing the whole time because he had, I had shown him what was left of the towers. And I was like, yeah. And now picture, like you said, picture that 8 o'clock class, and it's pitch black outside at, at 6.30, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, it's about 10 degrees outside with that wind howling, and you missed the bus, so now you got to walk down. Man. Yeah, now see, <laughs> let's talk about the bus, because I made a comment about the bus the other day to my wife. We were driving to a football game, and I was like, right there is where I used to miss the bus. And my wife, who went to school there at the same time, I didn't know her at the time. She was like... I didn't ride the bus. And I was like, why? She's like, because the bus was for nerds. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm telling her, listen, George missed the bus too. So <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I was just as cool as George. That's what I'm going yeah, with. I definitely missed it. Also, days, I, was, I was really fat and I was not walking anywhere. So if I couldn't make a bus. My, my parents bought me a bike. That thing sat there for two fucking years. Never moved. <laughs> Wasn't riding a bike either. <laughs> and then during the off season, we had to do uh, winter conditioning, and we had to go over to state gym because, you know, they hadn't our freshman year they hadn't quite finished building, you know, the rec center over there. So mm-hmm. we had to go to state gym, and we were running up and down that those iron stairs, man. At at six in the morning, it's cold because what the heat wasn't on in that place. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure State Gym has a boiler that you have to go down and hit with a large wrench for it to yeah. <laughs> do anything. I mean, that thing, you know, I graduated 20 years ago, and even I'm like, I that thing felt like it was old and ancient and scary. I can't imagine. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, it was it was something else, man. <laughs> I got lucky. I lived on. I lived in Willow. So for those workouts, like you, did, I was right next door direct. Oh, so we'd you always had roll it right easy. out. Yeah, I had it easy. Yeah, you know, you I had it easy. easy. I did miss a lot of classes though when it came to that January, February when we came back. Oh uh, yeah, no. Oh yeah. My first yes. winter, no sir. I'm a. <laughs> so sixty-five was like, woo! I need my my Letterman jacket on for sixty-five. But and I walked outside to that wind howl and it was negative ten. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. make it today. <laughs> that, right that back cola, in that door. That cola changed your life. It would change your life man. for sure. Whew. Man, it will. Ain't no doubt about it. No, it's it's fun. My my folks went to Iowa State back in the late sixties, early seventies. My folks they watched all their games at, at Clyde Williams, right there on the other side of of Pelzer, where there used to be a, a football stadium. Mm-hmm. So just for them okay. to just for them to go back, I remember as a kid, my dad would would take me to 
at the time was Cyclone Stadium, now Jack Trice. You know, then he would take me over to where Hell, and I eventually stayed. I spent three semesters in Helzer, so I was overlooking uh, Clyde Williams. But he was telling me about how there used to be football games back there, and it was as recently as the '70s, and it just kind of, you know, shows how far from the '70s to the '90s how far facilities came. I can imagine now the difference between, again, Brent, just from what you saw, you know, what you played into, you know, now having the South end zone bowled in having new facilities you know it's a completely different campus even from 15 years ago when you were there um you know i i can imagine george for you coming coming back to letter winners events before your son came here how, how different it all felt as well oh yeah it's it literally watching it grow uh from the time i left and then i think there was probably at least Ooh, maybe eight to eight to nine years before I came back again, and then I started trying to get back on a regular basis. And then, of course, start I started coaching. He was playing ball, so I couldn't get there. And then he got recruited. And it's like you come back. And it's like, whoa, this place is really grown, you know. So it was it was a good thing to see. Yeah, I think my my last year they had, uh, we just got the indoor facility built, so I got I think the spring in it. And then I got mm. to do some of the fall practicing and stuff. But, I mean, even me leaving, you know, moving around, coming back from Canada and going in there, it was like, damn, what is this? They got pictures <laughs> up. They got a lot. I mean, it was all kind of stuff. So I was at the point, I was like, man, I need a, I need a tour every time I come back. Because there's yeah. something else mm. new that has happened or has changed since then. And it's, it just, it's mind-blowing how far mm. we've come. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I said, in just my 15 years, it's crazy. Just to look at all of it, man. They got their own everything. I mean, but it's I guess that's a testament to the growth of the program, though. Yeah. You know? And, and, and the new the new center that they're building is going to be phenomenal. That that they're putting on there now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine what that's going to bring for them. Oh yeah, I drove by there uh, when we were up there just for the for the game, and then I'm just looking at it like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you one thing that you gentlemen both both missed out on that Chris and I got to take full advantage of uh, was Cyclone football tailgating uh, <laughs> as a college student, which I would argue is some of the best in the country from what anyway I can piece together. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you guys get like you guys go back down, you can actually kind of see that culture that exists outside of the stadium and, and all of that. You know, it it was big back in the '90s. It was a big deal, I think, to to have. You know, you're not going to get a bunch of farm kids together and not have barbecue going on in in, in the lots and all of that. But man, it's it's become a whole kind of other entity, and I think that's one of those things that kind of adds to to the culture too. Brent, you now kind of as a, as a restaurateur, you can kind of see. Uh, First of all, just the appetite of, of us Iowans, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I got to hop into the tailgate, though, after I mean, after the fact. I was like, damn, so this is what was going on outside of the game. So you get to see. I get to see why they were so up and hyped and excited, you know, at, at those games. Because I was like, so what do we do? You know, I'm so confused, but I mean, you see all those natty ices flying around, natty <laughs> lights or whatever. This is bean bags and footballs being thrown around. I was like, this is this is not bad, but it is every week. 
So, I mean, I I fell in love with it. That's why I try to go back and catch me a game myself here and there. Yeah. And try to make sure some Michael Lodges make the game. But, <laughs> I mean, I love it. Were either of you guys at uh, last year's uh, game day atmosphere? Because that was probably the most craziest I've ever seen. Yep, I was there. I wasn't. I watched yeah. it. Oh, Man. yeah, we would. I was there. It was crazy. We were there from from six thirty in the morning. You know, um, hung out down there with my son for a while, and went back to his apartment, chilled out, and was up there for the game. So yeah, it was it was amazing. And just to think, we actually had a game day in Ames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> you know, you, you 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 never thought that was ever going to happen. You know, yeah. never. So, Not at all. Yeah. Just a testimony of what, what, what the place has become, you know? Yeah, man. Well, it's it's fun. I tell you, that's one of the reasons we kind of wanted to have you guys on here because, you know, again, I, I started off talking about, you know, my earliest memories being the Kreiner years, and, and that kind of hit some challenging points for the program. And Jim came in. You mean and, like the multicolored helmets and the – well, wear that's, that too. That too. That, that, uh, for certain hey, players, I can't imagine. <laughs> I cannot imagine that. Hey, see that guy in the different colored helmet? He's our best player. Like, right? <laughs> imagine Matt Campbell's head exploding if somebody came up and said, "Coach, we got this great idea." Yeah, we're gonna throw this special helmet on. Like, who doesn't know who Brees Hall is now? Anyways, but still. yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah. unfortunately, some of the things that happened there uh put jim kind of behind the eight ball right and you know we were kind of playing but you you could see that we you know we kept on making kind of another step you know we talked george about you know the oklahoma and nebraska wins and kind of how it always seemed like jim was winning a game he shouldn't have Mm -hmm. um right uh, which was yeah. always kind of fun to see and then danny mack comes in and he brings in troy davis and you know, oh my God, what a difference Troy Davis was to kind of raise the national exposure for, for the program, even though he was totally got robbed. Uh, but just, twice. right. Got robbed twice. Got, got robbed twice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. And then, and to see the, the success uh, that he had, I, I, you know, I graduated college and I was sitting watching that, that, uh, what the insight bowl against, against Pitt with my, my dad and Iowa State grad and feeling like, man, you know, he felt like, oh, my, my, my God, it's been so long since we've been here, right? And then, Brent, some of your teams, those the two bowls your last two years? Mm, yeah, uh, my middle, so sophomore, junior year. Sophomore, junior year, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so back to back bowl games, I don't know what that was growing up. So that, you know, that, uh, that's kind right. of amazing to see, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, and then each one is kind of, you know, then you have Paul Rhodes. Uh, I'm completely skipping over a coach as well. And then you have Matt Campbell. Uh, like, like you've, you've seen us. I hate kinda... him, so it's fine. That was good. Come with you. Let's get right on over. That's right. Never happened. Never happened. I do not have my commemorative coin. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, you know, you guys have have kind of seen thin and thick in the program, so it's kind of fun to see uh, how much the program has kind of progressed. But it ha- you know, it lies in, and actually, I, I think just there's a foundation that I think maybe doesn't get enough credit, honestly, 
Uh, not that Matt doesn't deserve all the credit that, that he does for everything that he's done for the program, but man, you guys were, were kind of fundamental to, to laying a good foundation that, that could put us on a trajectory to get to this point. What are you guys seeing as, as letter winners uh, still connected to the program? What's kind of the vibe that you get as, as you kind of orbit around all of this? I mean, it's a huge culture change. Um, like you said, now George hit it on the head earlier. I mean, Campbell is now in those talks with those, those big schools, you know, the, the, the Oklahoma, the Texas, the, the, you know, the Florida, the Florida States, he's getting those guys that, I mean, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, there was no doubt about it. We weren't even in question. You know, it was two and three star guys at best, you know, back then that you would get, but Campbell is, you know, he's, he's kind of changed that game. So you see a huge change in the, in the culture. And I mean, it seems to be an attitude going forward. Cause like, you know, winning changes everything. So I feel like the more we win, the better these uniforms look. More likely we got to keep getting these good kids. The talent. So. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta think, man, it, it, it has to help recruiting when Campbell walks into that living room and, you know, the kid's getting recruited by Texas. Oh, yeah, we beat them. Uh, he's getting recruited <laughs> right. by Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, we beat them too. You know, <laughs> so it, it yeah. when, you know, he, he's walking in and the resume goes, yeah, we done popped off a lot of these guys, you know. You can be mm-hmm. part of this too. That is huge. You know what I'm saying? That it, 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 it's, the, it's those unseen intangibles, I guess, you know. So that, that, you, you keep stacking up these wins. You keep getting this program higher and higher. Like you said, now that, that four or five star going, yeah, maybe I don't have to go, you know, way over here to, to Alabama or Georgia. Maybe I can come to Iowa State. Yes, you mm-hmm. can, kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Well, I, I remember when he got hired, uh, I was in an airport. It was I, It might have been a week after he was hired. I was in an airport and one of his assistant coaches was there. It was a running back coach. Uh, Tony was his first name. I can't, his last name is escaping me. And I went over and I just, I asked him, I said, can I, you know, are, are you one of the coach staff? He's like, yeah. I said, I just, just want to tell you guys how excited I am to have you guys here. I said, it, I said, coach Campbell looks, you know, looks amazing. And he said, I'm just going to tell you that dude's a different cat. And that was all he said. He's like, he's a different breed. And I was like, that's all I want to know. <laughs> like that's all, right. Like, and, and, and a couple of years ago when he was, you know, he, he threw out that line of bullshit programs, go six and six. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm, you know, saddle me up. I'm all over. I, I am a hundred percent with this guy. Like that's the kind of attitude you got to have to your point, George, you got to have some dogs. And I think he's got some dogs and he's got some dog oh, yeah. in him. He's oh, yeah, got no something doubt. to prove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. Guys, uh, we don't want to keep you a whole lot longer. Uh, Chris, did you have anything else you, you kind of wanted to, to – uh, I mean, shoot, I, I could talk to these guys all night, but is there anything <laughs> right? else you wanted to, to, to get answered? No, I, uh, I think, uh, again, I just want to thank you guys a lot for coming on. Uh, uh, I would love for Brent to, to give a shout-out to his restaurant, and, uh, you know, let's make sure that, that Brent – Let's support Brent and a, and a fellow Cyclone, especially in this time when restaurants are really struggling and 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 getting hit hard, and and uh, they all need our support. And 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 George, uh, we're looking forward to a good basketball season. And uh, 
let's let's hope we we prove some people wrong because I think there's a lot of doubters out there, and I I think this team's got something. I just they just need some time to gel. But you guys, uh, I'll let you guys take it home, Brent. Let's let's give a shout out to your restaurant and let's just thank you very much. Yep. As a fan, as a fan, I'm just I was thrilled to be able to talk to you guys. Appreciate it, man. I'm I'm thankful you had me had me on. Uh, glad to be on here with George too, and. I mean, I've seen all this stuff around your son, and you are one of the the more beloved parents I've ever seen. <laughs> I said a hundred times, I want to die. I want to die and come back like George Condit with a cigar and some whiskey. Man, real man, but you know, I you know my restaurant is Coach's Kalaki, so you know if you guys are ever in the area, George, make sure you come on by, man. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah. We've been having moving for three years. We're trying to keep it going for 15, 20 more. So, all right. Oh, fantastic. George, you, you have anything else you kind of want to end uh, us with? Man, I, I'm just glad to, to, to be here, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Um, and, and like Chris said, the basketball team is going to get it right. It's just going to take a little, little, little time to jail. You know, don't, don't give up on them yet. You know, um, it's kind of like, you know, at the beginning of the football season. Yeah, we lost the first one, but look where we're at. You know, so, you know, give them, give them, give them time. This whole COVID situation has changed everything, you know. They haven't had a chance to really go. They haven't had any scrimmages against anybody but themselves if they've been able to do that. So it's going to take a minute. So just keep the faith. They'll be all right. No, I, I appreciate that. Brent said earlier, you know, loyal sons forever true. And I think that that's – uh, something that I, I'm personally proud of uh, as a Cyclone, and I can see that you guys are as well. It it, it just makes me happy to know that, that we've got two great representatives for the program that continue to be great representatives for the program. And I, I'm just grateful for you guys. I'm, I'm grateful you guys came on, but I'm also grateful for what you continue to do, not just what you meant to Iowa State, but what you continue to mean to Iowa State. I think that's uh, fantastic. And again, a testament to, to the culture that, that we have. Uh, so once again, this has been Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society. Please, guys, download like rate subscribe i don't know what else you do with the podcast or how it works on the interwebs i'm an old man who doesn't understand how this works but uh please go ahead and check out all the content at the tailgate society dot well yeah the tailgate society.com uh we have a lot of great content creators really excited about everything we have going on uh and chris anything else Let's roll, boys. Let's go take the Big 12 championship. Yes, sir. Need that. Absolutely. And with that, we will see you next time. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin.